Welcome to the St. Michael Music as Discipleship Saturday podcast. My name is Ellen Templin and I am your host. Each Saturday, a member from the St. Michael Adult Choir will share how a hymn or choir anthem has deepened their Christian faith. Today, I am joined by John Lang. John has chosen the hymn, They Cast Their Nets in Galilee. One of many hymns meaningful to me is Hymn 661. Just as a ship floats aimlessly without its rudder and shows no progress without its buoys, its sextant, its celestial navigation, we too seek direction in ways to control or measure our progress as we drift from land to land, shore to shore, put down roots, are uprooted, and start again. What is our course? Where is our continuity? It is likely to be those things we cannot leave behind, family, friends, books, and yes, sermons and music, whose themes are our companions in the journey. It is the Brahms in Beethoven, the Pretorius, the Schutz, the Buxterhood of the Bach, the Puccini, the Verdi, the Elgar, the Butterworth, the Vaughan Williams, and yes, the Rudder. They travel with you. Baptized in a Methodist church, my grandparents' church for generations, confirmed twice, first as a Presbyterian, but for me more meaningfully as an Episcopalian, memorably sponsored by my wife Elizabeth and our chaplain at Cornell, Gurdon Brewster. I was confirmed by our Bishop of Central New York, Ned Cole, in Cornell's multi-denominational chapel in Annabelle Taylor Hall, where we first sang, They Cast Their Nets. Let me read you the words of Hymn 661. Remember as you hear them the cost of discipleship, of service, of commitment. They cast their nets in Galilee, just off the hills of Brown, such happy, simple fisher folk, before the Lord came down. Contented, peaceful fishermen, before they ever knew the peace of God that filled their hearts brimful and broke them too. Young John, who trimmed the flapping sail, homeless, and Patmos died. Peter, who hauled the teeming net, had down was crucified. The peace of God, it is no peace, but strife closed in the sod. Yet let us pray for but one thing, the marvelous peace of God. Here is the simple power of contradiction and surprising, unanticipated resolution. To my understanding, it was the Holy Spirit that so moved them, sustained them, that they could do the extraordinary. They did that which, when in the Sea of Galilee, they could not even have dreamed. Jesus shared and filled them with that spirit which gave their lives meaning and significance. He lived his life so that it served as paragon, an example of truth, even unto death. And as we perceive it, that spirit overwhelmed them. This is the Jonah hymn. We have our targets, our milestones, the buoys that in our eyes mark the path into the future. Yet while we may influence that direction, there are surprises. We are not likely to end up in Tarshish. Fortunately, while we have isolated heroes, we don't walk these paths alone, but have communities about us. We gather, support one another, are reminded by our stories stretching thousands of years, and sing to God inspired and inspiring hymns whose melodies permeate our psyches. When we first sang this song together in the gray, stone-cold chapel 
we were enveloped by a congregation. And what a congregation, always in flux, recruited each year, undergraduate and graduate students, faculty, visiting scholars, yet transcendent, stable, and with mission. These were dedicated folks whose faith and friendship manifested the Holy Spirit that dwelt among them. The chaplain, who so believed in his mission that the top floors of his old home in College Town held more than 10 students, they were literally part of his family. He that so believed in the power of that spirit that India, he helped Hindus become better Hindus, guiding them build a well to assist them in freeing them of disease. They too might remember that which he held sacred. Gurdon was also a talented sculptor whose bronze bust of Reinhold Niebuhr is in Union Seminary, where Niebuhr taught and inspired for 30 years. Each of these men showed alternative ways to capture and manifest the spirit. Each of us has his own translation of the times when the road intended remained untraveled, when shadows of doubt had to be subdued, fears of the unknown and unknowable had to be harnessed. Whom do you trust? For me, why well, choose to work with an assistant professor who had no tenure, no fame, when there was no premonition of honors to come? Why take a fellowship in Britain that paid so little to work in a laboratory where a famous professor had just died? Reason does not necessarily prevail. Perhaps it is that seed planted in our hearts, a seed of hope, of discernment. So it is, both as individuals and as community, we perceive and manifest a spirit that encourages us and is beyond our control just as it was for some simple fishermen who were accustomed to using nets, were caught unaware by a much larger net that was not of their own doing. It is their example that serves as a reminder of what might be done, what might happen, a remembrance that can inspire and sustain us. Please join us tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. for our live webcast service from St. Michael and All Angels Episcopal Church, where we will sing the selection as part of the service. You can tune in at www.stmichael.org. That's www.saintmichael.org, or on Facebook at backslash smaa Dallas.